episode number 116. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So next week is the last Tuesday of the month, which is the day that I announce the winner of the free deck of Getting Unstuck Consideration Cards to a lucky winner who leaves an iTunes review on this podcast. It's easy and it's free to enter the drawing. So if you would like to receive your free deck of cards, please take two minutes to pause this podcast episode right now and go to iTunes and leave me a review and you will be placed in the drawing. Okay, so are you ready for this week's story? So as you may know, if you are a regular follower of my podcast, I am now in the United States, both for professional and personal purposes. My children joined me and we are based at my parents' home. And when we travel to the United States, or honestly, just in general, when we travel, we try to travel lightly. Basically, we've learned that it's so much easier to get around and maneuver yourself at the airport. And when you're getting to the airport and from the airport and taking trains and all of that stuff, it's just so much easier when you're traveling light. And so that's actually really easy for me. But what I struggled with when I was deciding what I wanted to pack was whether or not to bring my guitar. I bought a guitar about two years ago in hopes that I would be able to self-teach myself that instrument. I already play the piano, which I started learning at the age of five, but I really wanted to learn an instrument that is portable, and guitars seemed like the way to go for me. Now, I'm musically inclined. I have an ear for music, I sing, and I pick up musically-related things pretty easily. That being said, I did not master the guitar. I learned the basic chords, and I learned enough to be able to compose music, which is one of my favorite hobbies, but I can't really play in like a band or even in a group with others because I just didn't put in enough of the practice that was required to be able to really play. So I kind of struggle with the F chord, and if you play guitar, you know what I mean. And I just basically stopped. I kind of just stopped playing. I don't know the sharp chords, I don't know the flat chords, and I definitely can't play the bar chords. And in short, I just kind of hit a plateau. That being said, I did recently write a song for one of my children that I sing to him every single night. It's kind of like a lullaby. And I didn't want to go the whole summer without singing that to him. But I also didn't want to bring a guitar across the ocean because that seemed like ridiculous. So I posted on Facebook to my local friends in New Jersey, does anyone have a guitar they're not using that I can borrow for the summer? And within minutes, a friend of mine responded, you can use mine. And I was like blown away, both by the speed of the response and in his generosity, because that's not a small thing, you know, to lend out a musical instrument to someone else. And to be honest, I'm not even sure that I would do that. So anyway, I get to the United States and I go over to his house and he tells me 
that he too tried to self-teach himself guitar, but he didn't really succeed, and that the guitar has been basically sitting in its case for a few years and no one's using it, and that I should just enjoy it. And I'm very grateful. So I take the guitar home and I play a chord and it sounded awful. It was so out of tune and the strings were all rusty, which made it really hard for me to even press my fingers on them. And so I started to try to tune the guitar. And as I was trying to tune the first string, it was really out of tune, I heard a noise almost like a pop. And I thought I broke the string because that's oftentimes what happens when you're tuning a guitar, but actually the string was intact. So I couldn't figure out what that noise could have been, but I soon realized that I couldn't tighten the string anymore. So there's this button at the end of the guitar. Actually, there's six of them and they're called the tuners. And one of them, the one that I was trying to turn, it wasn't catching the string. So I was like turning it and the string wasn't getting tight. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like I wasn't sure if the tuner wasn't working because I tried to tune it or if this was how the guitar was given to me. But What I did know is that I couldn't play that top string, which is the low E. It just wasn't taut enough. And so I really couldn't play anything because I need all six strings to play the guitar. I'm certainly not a professional who knows how to play without one of the strings. And most importantly, I was kind of freaking out because I really didn't know if I was the one who damaged this string or the guitar or not. And I assumed I did, because I don't think my friend would have lent me a damaged guitar, or at least I think he would have told me if there was a problem with it that he knew about. And so I decided to take it to the local music center down the street the next day and show them the guitar and see what they would say. And so I took the guitar out of the case, and the guy looked at it and said, yeah, this tuner is broken. (laughs) And I said, yeah, I know that. And I told him what I was trying to do. I was trying to tune it. And then I heard that sound and then it wasn't working. And I asked him, did I break the tuner? And he said to me, nah, I don't really think you could have done this. He said, it's possible, but it's really not probable. This guitar has been really neglected. And things like this happen when you neglect a guitar. Okay, so that made me feel relieved. And I asked him if he could fix it anyway, because it was in my possession. And I didn't think it was probably going to be a big thing. But he told me that he couldn't. He told me that at his store, they don't do guitar repairs, but that I could bring it to the guitar center at the other end of town, and that they would either do it on the spot, or I could send it away. And it would come back like in a month. And I was flipping out because first of all, I'm like, a month? I'm like, first of all, I got to return this guitar before I leave. And I was also flipping out because I was thinking to myself, how did this happen? And that I don't have time for this. But okay, I asked the guy if he could guesstimate how much would it cost to fix the tuner? 
and I braced myself. He said he didn't know, but he imagined it would be about $50. And I was like, okay, this is not an expense that I anticipated for this trip. But, you know, this is what happens when you borrow things from people. There's a risk involved. And I need to take care of this, even though the guy is saying it probably wasn't my fault. So the first thing I did was I texted my friend. I told him there's a problem with the tuner and would it be okay if I took it to the store to get it fixed? Now, why did I write this? I wrote this because A, I wanted to get his permission, right, to fix his guitar. Maybe he didn't want the guitar to be fixed. So that was the first thing. But secondly, I wanted to see his reaction. Like, if he said, yeah, I know the tuner's broken, well, that would change things, right? But if he wasn't aware that it was broken, then at least I would know that he thought he gave me a guitar that was in good condition and that I'm responsible for returning it the way that he gave it to me. So he responded by saying, sure, it's okay to get it fixed, go ahead. (laughs) So he didn't mention that there was any known problem. And my friend is very ethical. And if there was a problem, I am confident that he would have told me. So I'm convinced at this point that this was my fault. So I drive over to the other side of town, and on the way there, I'm thinking to myself, what if the tech guy says, it's going to cost $100 to fix this? What if he says it's going to cost $200 to fix it? What if he says to me, he won't be able to fix it? And what if I'm going to have to buy a new guitar for my friend because this one needs to be replaced? I was trying to be proactive so that I wouldn't flip out when he would tell me the price. And I got to the store before it opened. And so I sat in the car. I had a half an hour to kill. And by the way, I had work to do, and I had people to meet, and I had food shopping to do, and I had so many other things that I really needed to do other than sitting at a mall parking lot waiting for this store to open. And as I was sitting there, I got stuck on fear. I mean, I wanted to do the right thing and get the guitar checked out and fixed, but I didn't want to use my vacation money on fixing a guitar that belongs to somebody else. Hey, this is Shira. I just wanted to pop in here real quick to let you know that the next Getting Unstuck Coach Training Program is opening soon. If you work in the helping profession, or maybe you don't, but you're interested to learn how to help others get unstuck, I highly encourage you to check out this program. I know I'm a little biased, but I happen to think the Getting Unstuck Coach Training Program is fantastic. You learn step-by-step how to effectively help another person get unstuck, which is not as intuitive as it may seem. From the first day of the program, you get paired up with a partner so that the focus of your training is not just about knowledge, but about real-life coaching. Head over to my website, shiragura.com forward slash certification to sign up for the waiting list or email me to secure your spot today. Believe me, there is nothing quite as powerful, inspiring, and life-changing than being able to help another person get unstuck. Okay, back to the program. So I was feeling stuck and I took myself through the stuck method. S. I was sitting in the car, 
and I took a long stop. T. I told myself I was stuck on fear, that it was going to cost a lot of money to repair, and it was money that I wasn't anticipating spending. You uncover. I uncovered that I believe I don't have money to pay for this guitar, which when I asked myself if that was true or not, I recognized it's not really true. I had the money to repair this guitar. I just didn't want to use my money to repair this guitar. I also uncovered that my friend should not have given me a neglected guitar. But when I asked myself if that was true, I also recognized, well, that's not true. He can give me anything he wants, and I can choose whether I'm going to take it or not. I also uncovered that I shouldn't have to be dealing with this on my vacation. And of course, that wasn't true either. I need to be dealing with this because I was the one who got the guitar in the first place. So knowing that none of my thoughts were 100% true, I went to the next step, C for consider. I considered going into the store, sharing the real story, and, you know, getting a quote. I also considered that I could go into the store and share the real story, and if the quote is really high, or if I would need to buy a replacement guitar, that I could talk to my friend about it and figure this out together with him. I also considered going into the store, sharing the story, and asking for a second opinion. Could this have been something that I did? And I also considered just going into the store with the guitar, getting a quote, fixing the guitar, and paying for it, and doing the right thing. So I go in, and I tell my saga story and how I broke my friend's guitar, and the technician kept saying to me, you could not have broken this. This can't get broken from tuning a guitar, he said to me like 15 times. And then he proceeded to tell me about the bubble that he sees at the end of the guitar, which is caused by a guitar sitting in a humid setting for a long time. And he pointed out other things on the guitar which showed neglect, And he told me like a thousand times, there's no way that you could have damaged this tuner. But still, I insisted anyway on him fixing it because as far as I know, the guitar was fine when I got it. I asked for a quote and he said $20, which made me feel really, really relieved. And so I asked him to fix it. And while he was fixing it, I looked around the store and suddenly found myself in the ukulele section. I have never picked up a ukulele before, but they sure are really cute instruments. They're like tiny little guitars, and they only have four strings, and they're nylon strings, not metal. And apparently, they're much easier to learn than the guitar. And while the technician was working on my guitar... I started getting a lesson from another guy at the store on ukuleles because I knew I wanted to return this guitar as soon as it was fixed. I just didn't want the headache of borrowing it any longer than I already had, which was like a week. And I also really knew that I wanted to have an instrument to play while I was here. And I did a little research on the web while I was still waiting for the guitar to be fixed. 
And I was like 99% sure that I was going to walk out of that store with a ukulele, which, by the way, are relatively inexpensive. The lowest cost in ukulele at that store was like $30. So the technician comes out of the lab, and he shows me the work he did, and he says to me, you've had a really bad day. This one's on me. And I'm like, oh, I love America. (laughs) Seriously. I was like, really? Really? And he's like, yeah, it's really no big deal. And I took a big sigh of relief. And I said, thank you. And then I went back to the ukulele section. And I chose a ukulele. And I brought it to the cashier. And I walked out with a ukulele. And when I got back into the car, I held myself in self-compassion for having gotten stuck on fear in the first place. It's human, right? It happens. But let me tell you that fear almost held me back from doing the right thing, right? I totally could have just returned the guitar without saying a thing. But deep down, way deep down, I knew what the right thing was. Even if I didn't know how to fix it or how to figure it out, and even if I didn't know what the cost would be or anything else, I considered the quote-unquote right thing to do. Now, I say right, and I'm saying that in quotes, because in our day and age and in this society that we live in, right can be disputed, right? (laughs) And yet, I also believe deep down, that each of us can tap into a place that is pure, where we actually know what the right thing is. We may not like that right thing. We may not want to choose to do that right thing. We may be afraid of the right thing. But we know what the right thing is. And so I ask you, where in your life are you stuck And where can you consider doing the right thing? Take some time today and really contemplate that. Really sit with it for a bit, because this question can span all areas of your life, from relationships to self-care habits to work ethics. Where can you consider doing the right thing? I would love to hear from you if you do take that consideration on in your life. Feel free to reach out to me and let me know. Okay, my dear friends, please don't forget to leave an iTunes review so that you can be automatically entered into the drawing for a free deck of cards, which I will announce on next week's podcast episode. Wishing you a good rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com